From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live. A special welcome to all of you joining us around the world on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. So good to have you with us. Again, Mike Douglas here along with our co-host and producer Elaine Harlan and, of course, our faithful intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, with us as well. And, uh, you know, Elaine, it seems like we say this every week, but uh, it is very true this week. We have... Some of our favorite yes, people indeed. here, here Very with us. Special. Uh, Gardal Wilson just yes. has been a, a wonderful partner in, in the Lord and ministry Amen. here with uh, Advancing Vibrant Communities for uh, uh, a long time. And uh, one of our new friends, Brand Alonzo, is going to be with us yes. here as well. And uh, special guests are going to introduce you uh, to in just a few moments as well. Anyway, we just want to remind you, if you'd like to check out new opportunities to serve or just want to find out more about Advancing Vibrant Communities, you can check our website at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. And if you have any questions, you can always call us at 209-544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. And let's check in for a weekly update now with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. The remote Indonesian island of Mentawai has changed dramatically in recent years. Inhabitants had been mixing Islam with witchcraft and worshipping idols. But one day after hearing Stenley's bold, clear preaching of the gospel, a single Muslim burns his idol which contains a rolled-up scroll from the Quran. Authorities are quick to respond, and Stenley is arrested, beaten, and killed. But Stenley's work isn't over. Seven of his Bible school classmates follow him to Mentawai, and today, hundreds are experiencing conversion, revival, and ongoing evangelism. So what's your legacy? Will you take a stand? Go to persecution.com. You know, Elaine, uh, one of the things that, that strikes me, you know, the Bible tells us that our lives are not our own. Whoa, there they come again. <laughs> Our lives are not our own. We've been purchased, uh, you know, for a price. That's right. And, uh, you know, this really drives home that, that particular uh, message today, uh, what it's like, you know, when, when you consider that we kind of look at our lives, you know, between birth and 80, 90, 100, you know, whatever, however many decades we're here, as that's it. Yeah. But in God's economy, we're just a little part 
but a very important like part. Like that little dash we speak of. Yeah, yeah. of his overall plan right. and how critical it is that we look at it in that perspective and how powerful an impact. Here, here's a guy who, uh, who was killed for his faith, and yet to look at how many people now are, are coming to Christ, and, and we consider last, last week, of course, talking to David Unruh, uh, think of how many pastors are being persecuted now in China, how many have been put to death, and yet over 10,000 people a day, a day coming to the Lord in China. That is Isn't amazing. That an amazing Look how thing? many lives are changed for an eternity. You know, it's just, it is. It's a truly amazing. Amen. Uh, just a reminder, friends, we also encourage you to support the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad will be back with us next week, Brad Dacus. And uh, just a reminder, their web- website is www. What is it? Uh, yeah, now I got it. Pacificjustice.org. That's www.pacificjustice.org. But you always know the phone number. I, ha- I always fail. know the phone yes, number. It's one triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. One triple eight three zero five nine one two nine. They always say the memory is the first thing to go. I don't know right? how you do that. I don't know. The memory went a long time ago. I guess I'm following it. I, I, it happens when you have a birthday, right? Uh, well, we want to go into that either. I quit celebrating those actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> Since the AARP membership. You know, that, that really that one too. I remember that upset he uh, got about that. Man, you know, they are a great organization. In fact, we partner we with the AARP to build wheelchair ramps for people that, that need them, that can't afford them. But I tell you, when I got that first mailing from the AARP, I... I was steamed. It was a wake-up call. I was, wasn't it, that was a wake-up call. Hey, plant, huh. plant your seeds for the morrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless them. And of course, we're being facetious there. You know, sort of. They are. They are just Fantastic. like we said. One of the many agencies people. and organizations that we do partner with. Another one is the Volunteer Center of the United Way, where we're going to take a, a look before we get into any more trouble at this week's <laughs> opportunities. The American Cancer Society. Society is raising funds for cancer research by distributing the beautiful daffodils that are blooming right now. Have you guys been enjoying oh, this beautiful yeah. weather yeah. or what? Oh, it's just yeah. been gorgeous. So it has been wonderful. And the daffodils are blooming now. And what they need are volunteers to uh, prepare orders on Saturday, March 17th, and then deliver the bouquets to Stanislaw and Tuolumne area businesses, hospitals, schools, and cancer patients on Monday, March 19th. Now, delivery volunteers must have a valid California driver's license. That's kind of important. Uh, some proof of insurance would help out and your own vehicle as well. Flexible scheduling uh, is available for all the volunteers that want to do that. Or you might want to consider volunteering with a Modesto Police Department. And this is a great thing to do. You can make a, a Modesto a safer place, and we've been talking a lot about that lately, by volunteering with the Volunteers in Police Services. They're called VIPs, Volunteers in Police Service. Uh, volunteers are needed to patrol neighborhoods, schools, kind of identify and report traffic hazard or those who may be driving hazardous <laughs> out there. We won't go there either. Why did you look at me when you... Huh? It just just happened. But you, you, yeah, it just happened to glance my way. <laughs> Some of the volunteers also do things like contact burglary victims. Uh, you can phone, participate in neighborhood watch meetings. There's another great area. Or enforce parking at schools and businesses, staff safety at fairs and community meetings, and just assist with all sorts of various uh, things like clerical tasks and a whole lot more. So if you would like to volunteer uh, with the Modesto Police Department, make a note of that, and we'll give you a number to call here in just a moment. Or you might want to consider the Stanislaw County Behavioral Health and 
Recovery Services, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that tonight. The BHRS, you can put your office skills to work there. In the Turlock Regional Services, volunteers are needed to answer phones, do data entry, typing, photocopying, and all of those sorts of things. So if any of these things kind of... Uh, trip your interest, then you want to call Barbara Borba at 209-524-1307, extension 113, again, 209-524-1307, extension 113, and she'll be happy to answer any questions that you may have. We also have a multitude of opportunities here at ABC for you Boy, to serve. So aren't just, they, isn't it amazing when we first started, Elaine, four years ago, over four years ago, right. June 2002, you know, we had one phone line, and we'd get maybe two or three calls a day. And now you're getting like, you know, oh sometimes two or three calls a minute. At the it's same time. <laughs> At the same time. And, and God yeah. really has opened up those doors. And so we need volunteers as Amen. well. And we, we can connect you with all kinds of these other places within the community to volunteer. So that's what it's all about. And our phone number is 209-544-9571. And I hope I get that number you, right. you're, you're talking about the parking <laughs> ticket thing, the right. volunteers. Uh-huh. A guy, you know, not too long ago told me he'd come buy me lunch, which always grabs my attention, you know. And so he says, hey, I'll, I'll pay for, you know, I'll, I'll treat you to lunch. I said, great. So, and, and he talks a lot. Long, he, he's one of those fine print talkers. No headlines with this guy, man. He's, he's total fine, extra fine print. I got it. We were there so long. I got a parking ticket. No way. <laughs> I could have paid for lunch, and it would have been less expensive than the parking <laughs> ticket I got. You know, but that's that was all all worth the relationship. God's economy there. and his sense of humor sometimes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> We'll figure that one out on the other side of eternity, I think. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a show to be done there. Well, you know, if you've been reading the website this week, and we hope that you have, you know that we've been um, letting you know that this week we're going to be talking with some very special friends of ours and kind of dealing with reaching with the hard to reach, reaching with the hard to reach. And I don't know about you, but I certainly was once in that category. And uh, I, I think it went something like this when I think of, uh, of the words, to amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a woman like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And I Amen. think every one of us can identify with that. And we just want to welcome, a warm welcome this week to Lighthouse Live to Alonzo Brown. And Garnell Wilson, thank you, thank you guys, you. for yeah. taking the time out to be with us and, and share with our listeners. Alonzo, uh, we met you uh, some time ago at one of the PACT meetings, yes. which PACT is Parole and Corrections Team. Why don't you uh, share with us what qualifies you to be there and what God's doing in your life now? Uh, well, after a 39-year drug and alcohol history and almost dying, mm. Uh, I got tired of the drug life, the street life, going back and forth to prison. And I asked God to deliver me from that. Mm. My last prison sentence, I told him, I said, if you get me out of this, yeah, I'm all yours. He's got me out of it. For the first time in 16 years, I've discharged parole. I'm a volunteer at Wellness Recovery. I volunteer at Stanislaus Recovery Center. Mm. I'm a volunteer at Divine House. We love that word, volunteer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a volunteer wherever I'm at. Yes. And there's nothing better to me than to give back 
what I've taken away. God mm. sent me to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me. Amen. Amen. You said giving back, and that's exactly what you're doing. You're giving it away. Yes. We have to give it away, don't we? Yes. Mm. Took a long time getting there, though, didn't uh, it? A very long time. A few hits on the old head. and. You know, one of the things, uh, Alonzo, I think it's important to point out is that, you know, we don't get this thing right the first time every time. And yet God is is so patient and so willing to allow us to fall, and, and he picks us back up. Speak to that for a little bit, that, hey, you know, even if you're helping someone else, you're sponsoring someone else, whatever it might be, yes. we're going to fail. We are going to fail. Well, I, I fail time and time again. I started uh, trying recovery for the first time in uh, 90 or 91. Wow. And it didn't work. I tried it again. I didn't work. I kept trying and kept trying and kept trying. And I've, I'm a fierce believer in if at first you don't succeed, try, try again no matter how long it takes you. Mm-hmm. It took me quite a while because I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. If I was ready back then when I first tried, I probably could have done it. I believe that it's for a person recovery alcohol, drugs, whatever addiction you're on, you can get it done the first time if you want it. I didn't want it then. I hate that I did. I wished I had been ready. It wouldn't have taken me so long. So I can sit here and honestly say that I hate my past because of what it's done to me. I love my present because of the the volunteer work and the, the, the way I feel and what I'm doing to help other people. And I am very, very ecstatic about my future because I know when my time comes, I'm going home. Amen, Amen to that. To that. Amen. What was it that uh, God did in your life that... that where, where you finally said, you know what, I I, I do want this. I, I want to make it happen. Um, like I said, my last prison sentence, they could have sent me down 10 years, then they tried. Hmm. Being the drug addict I am, I manipul- manipulated them down to four years with half. Hmm. But the day after I got arrested, I uh, woke up. And I told myself, I said, it's time for you to change. So I went to the book rack to get me a book to read. And I saw one that my I was, it was in my mind to get that book. But when I stuck my hand out to pick it up, my, my hand automatically went to the Bible. Is that right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I picked that Bible up and I read it that first time. Mm. When I left the county jail and went to prison, I took that Bible with me. And I started reading that Bible three times a day. That was in June of 2003. 
And right today, I read that Bible three times a day, starting at 4 o'clock in the morning and finishing at 12 o'clock at night. Amen. Amen. Wow. You know, a lot of times when we think of being addicted to drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be, we think of a a long line of history. And in in many cases, we see that a family has that, and and it just keeps going in cycles. You came from a Christian home. Yes. Yes. A very functional Christian family. I was the only one that went wayward at a young age, at 13. I uh, put my first marijuana joint in my mouth, and... That took it. That did it. Needless to say, I didn't stop that street life until 39 years later at the age of 52. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but during that time, I was still going to church off and on. I was playing both sides of the fence, straddling the fence, in other words. I was a Bible thumper, uh, which I, I call... Uh, when you're locked up in jail or prison, you're reading the Bible to to have something to do. But then when you get out, you leave it there. Mm-hmm. And I did that time and time and time again. Uh, I was raised a Baptist. I was baptized at eight years old. I've been, I've been baptized three times. At eight, I was made to... At 42, I tried to impress my family after I got out of the hospital from being paralyzed, and I wasn't ready that time. But this last time in uh, September 2003, I got baptized, and that's the one that's going to count because I was ready. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm. Amen. And we were talking earlier about the desires of your heart, and, and your heart is to speak to the young people, yes. perhaps in schools. Yes. And what do you want to say to them? Uh, I would like to tell them everything that I've been through. I do, would not want to see a child, a young teenage kid, go through the things that I've been through. I am lucky to be sitting here having the opportunity right now. Mm. I've been shot. I've been stabbed, hit in the head with bricks, bats, boards, bottles, tree limbs, ran into a telephone pole, drugged down the street till my shoes came off and my toenails were torn off mm. my feet. Mm. When I was driven into the telephone pole, I bounced off the car and I could feel the back tire just barely miss my head. Oh. I, I, um, in other words, I've been through the ringer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to tell these kids, and believe me, there's a lot of, a lot of good kids out there. Mm-hmm. I see them, That's I right. see them every day. They need guidance. Yes. I would like to tell them that their street life, that gang life, that drug life, that one to be tough, that's not where it's at. Mm. Oh, I want very much to reach out and help them, very much. Uh, all, I feel all, all they need is someone in the community to step up and show them that they care about Someone them. to care, absolutely. You know, when I was their age, when 
I was starting my addiction, when I got into my later teen years, in my early 20s, my mid-20s, and late 20s, I wasn't thinking about nothing but my drugs and alcohol. There's so many teenagers in late teens, early 20s, mid-20s that's in recovery now that I can honestly say I am proud of. They're getting a chance to turn their life around right now. When I was their age, again, I wasn't thinking about recovery. I was thinking about me and me only. Mm. How I how I liked that fast life. And I wished I didn't because I accomplished nothing from it. Mm. But prison time. And... That was 16 years already. Alonzo, what would you uh, want to say to the parents of um, kids today? What, uh, I mean, we all make our own, our own decisions, and our kids make their own decisions. Yes. But uh, from your heart, uh, what, what message would you want to give to uh, moms and dads today? For them to keep a tight ring on their kids. Mm-hmm. Let them know where they're at at all times what type of company they're going to be keeping, what time they're going to be home, who they're going with, is there a responsible person that they're going to be with? Mm. Uh, if not, designate a time for them to be at a certain spot where you pick them up at and be there. You be home at such and such a time. A teenager now should not be out in the street after 10 o'clock at night, the way I feel. Yeah. All these, they could be walking down the street. They could be hanging out down at the Brendan Theaters downtown or at Pizza Pub, Mountain Mike's, or the mall, or wherever. Don't have to be doing anything. But the other gang members, they could be with somebody that the gang member don't like and pull out a gun and go to shoot them yeah. anytime. Yeah. And a bullet does not have eyes. So I don't care who it strikes. Our children need us, don't they? Yes. You know, I love the uh, the encouragement that you give those at the PAC meetings, Alonzo, and you're very qualified to do that as you sit on the resource uh, yes. side of the tables yes. and, and encourage them to change their lives. And our friend Gardal Wilson commands attention when he takes the room. Gardal, <laughs> I, 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 you got my attention the first time I met you, my I, friend. Thank you. I, you know, I sit here now like a proud father with my chest out and proud of our father, God. Um, mm, yes. Lonzo and I, I didn't even know Lonzo was going to be here tonight. Lonzo and I grew up together. Is that right? right? Lonzo grew up across the street from me. We lived together over on Maple Street. Lonzo and I did a lot of our drugs and a lot of our our wrong and criming together. So, I mean, this is once again to show you how powerful our God is. Now here, Lonzo and I sit uh, here talking about what the Lord has done for us and his amazing grace. You want to talk about amazing amazing grace? You got two of them sitting right here right now. We have been through it. And for me to just sit here and see, because Lonzo was in my program. He was in Non-Forgotten Sober Living. Which is a wonderful yeah. ministry. You know, and from there, he did his last time, his last parole violation from the program and hasn't looked back since. Mm. I see him uh, all over town in different places. Sometimes I'll stop and pick him up. But, you know, we always have the... the um, the second sense to, wow, okay, I see that he's doing better. And then we want to say, is it real? 
You know, is it is it real? Is he really doing what I hear he's doing? Is he really? Oh doing yes, say? it's 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 that it's that uh, I don't know what it is about our human nature that wants to see make sure. It's, it's, are you really about what it is that you say? It's because of our past and, and our conditioning. Because of our past, because no one b- believes that. God can make the changes in people like me and Alonzo. But you know. look, you're living oh, proof. We're living proof and we walk it. And, they, and I can say that I know for a fact that Alonzo is all about what he's talking about. Amen. Um, I see him in his volunteering and his traveling. He walks practically to all of the places where he volunteers. Alonzo mm. was diagnosed a couple years ago of being paralyzed and would never walk again. And here he is, here he stands. God's and he stands strong for God. Grace, yes. You know. So I am so proud to be a part of this and the being able to see what God does, you know, to other people. I yes. know what he's done for me. That has to be an encouragement <laughs> oh, to is. you and to others because what is it we say? Iron sharpens iron. Exactly. And there's that accountability that and comes Especially from our neighborhood because very few of us have stepped up to the plate and, and proclaim oh. God's name. And for the betterment of our communities and for our brothers and sisters out here. So me and Lonzo, you know, are definitely soldiers in fighting for Christ uh, right there where we grew up. We have the opportunity to go back and for them to see in our neighborhoods where we grew up, uh, where our reputations went bad, where everyone (laughs) thought we would never be any good, to see what God has done for us. What a witness. What a witness you are. Well, you know, these these principles that were given, especially in the New Testament of walking our talk. You know, and remember Jesus confronting the uh, the Pharisees in Matthew 25. Here were the great religious leaders of of his time. Yes. And and, he blasted them. He said, you know, hey, you guys look. You look nice, bright, and shiny on the outside, but inside you guys are decaying. Yes. You know, the whitewashed tombs and and Peter and James have so much to say about walking your talk because it does have an impact upon the people who knew you guys in the neighborhood. Yes. The people who know you now. And you're right. They're they're stepping back saying, but wow, what a great thing when you can walk your faith out. And they can see 1 Corinthians 5.17 rolled out in real time. Oh, and as James says, rejoice in all times of trials and tribulations. I am so proud of what God has done for me. That's what gives me my driving force to continue on doing what I'm doing. Mm. Because they may not know. Some of them still don't know. But I know that I'm not that same person anymore. I know what the changes that he's done in me. And by doing what we've been doing, we know that the community knows. That's right. Ah. May I step back in for a minute? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not going to let you get away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to share this little thing with Gardo just brought up about me being diagnosed not to walk. Mm-hmm. August 23rd in 1993, I was struck with a infection in my spine mm. called Guillain-Barre syndrome. And it took me down bad. Um. Uh, I wasn't supposed to walk, and the doctor said if I did, it would take 15 to 20 years. I was on my back for three months, August of 93 to November of 93. Mm. And I couldn't, I got out of my wheelchair from November 23rd to March 1st. And I've been on the move ever since. Mm. To me, the greatest verse in the Bible 
is when the tempter was tempting Jesus Christ. Mm. Matthew 4 and 6. And it is written, if you are a child of God, throw yourself down at his feet, for he shall send his angels down to bear you up, lest you dash your foot on a stone. I am a child of God. I did not throw myself down at his feet. He knocked me down, but he did not let my foot hit that stone. Amen. 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 While I was in the hospital... On my deathbed, in and out of consciousness, on a respirator. I was too scared to go to sleep. And I dozed off for a few seconds one night. And this bright light came on. And when it did, I snapped too. And when I snapped too, my name was being called as if, just like I'm talking right now. And nobody was in that room but me. I could hear Lonzo, Lonzo all night long. That went on all night. The next morning, I started feeling touches all over my body from my head down to my toes. And that's what made me realize there is a God and he wants me as one of his. Amen. 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 It was his angels. He He sent his angels down to bear me up, and they bared me up. Well, I'm not going to try to claim the title of an angel, (laughs) but I remember going to Lonzo's house, laying in bed. At least laying in his bed. And I told him, I said, oh, no, you're getting up out of there. Mm. You're going to walk. And I think, what, for a week, two weeks, I came over every day. Couple of weeks. Got him up, walked him out of that chair, walked him out of that chair, walked him out of that chair. Did we die? Come over some morning. She's going, no, no way. I'm not getting up today, girl. No, I'm not getting up today, girl. You're not. Yes, you are. I'm here. I, I'm here. Me, You're getting up. Uh, giving me ring of motion, taking my leg, and just stretching it all over the place. Ah! <laughs> I was getting even for all the childhood stuff he done to me. Oh, you guys are full of stories, you know. And tonight we just rejoice with you, Alonzo, Gardall, at, at God's amazing grace. And, you know, friends, if you're a born-again believer, you have an understanding of what that is. We yes. may not totally understand the depths of God's grace like we will when we get to heaven, but we, we do have a, a heart level of under, uh, understanding that. Well, Todd Agnew joins us this week with his version in his song. It's called Grace Like Rain on Lighthouse Live. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that like me and I once was alone but now I'm found was the light but now I see so clearly
Grace Like Rain. That's Todd Agnew on Lighthouse Live along with Pastor Mike, Elaine Gardal Wilson, and Alonzo Brown. And you know, I was thinking about the verse in Second Corinthians six, guys, where it talks about God's grace, and he says, And working together with him, we also urge you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, At the acceptable at the acceptable time I listened to you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, Now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no cause for offense in anything in order that the ministry be not discredited, but in everything, commending ourselves as servants of God in much endurance, in afflictions, in hardships, in distresses, in beatings, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in hunger, in purity, in knowledge, in patience, in kindness, in the Holy Spirit, in genuine love. Wow. You know, we have a responsibility, don't we? That's right. And, and, and it just inspires me. It just blesses my socks off to see you guys and what you're doing with your lives. And people like you, as you're serving in the community, you are out there making a difference. Yeah, And it's so, again, I say this all the time when we're on the show, there is no better high in the world. No okay. better. None of the drugs or the alcohol that I've ever Amen. been on is Amen. higher than the feeling you get when you help somebody. That's right. Just because. Just, just for because God said. It, it just it uplifts me every time that I do it. I'm an addict for it. Yeah. <laughs> we have I'm a new an addiction, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, there's, there's no doubt, and, and, and God prepared us for this. He told us that it is more blessed mm. to give than to receive. And, uh, you know, we don't do it for that purpose. But, no. you know, we know that person is blessed who, who we're serving and encouraging. But, man, doesn't God turn that around and, and just, oh, as, yes. as Lane says, bless the socks off of us? No as, one loses. No one loses. No one Life loses. is a blessing when you have God to share it with. It's amazing to us as we think about our brothers and sisters sitting in the pews each week on Sundays. And I think deep inside, all of us want to do something. All of us want to help, yeah. but maybe not knowing uh, yeah, or what, what that is. Or what it is that we want to do. But just having the desire to want to, which is why I'm such a, a, a follower of Vibrant Communities, because you've pulled all of us all together and networked all of what we, what, there's not one need that we can't conf- fulfill in the organization that you guys have provided for for the Lord. Bless you, know? you Gardel. Not one of us can do it on our no, own. No, We can't no. do it. You he can't put do us it. You, know, all, you, have, you have, through this, but through together. vibrant communities, you have put us all together. We're a vibrant community. We are. We, we, and, and there's so <laughs> much more to be done, and we just would encourage our brothers and sisters who are listening uh, to do that because time and time again, I know you guys probably see this, Alonzo, you see it on your daily activities at Wellness Recovery and SRC and so forth. People who do serve feel better. Oh, yeah. You yes. know, we are more blessed. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, how, yes. how many times have you heard of someone, you know, and, and I believe, I truly believe, that in God's economy, there's no such thing as retirement. You know, just, I mean, look at the Apostle John, right? Exactly. What, what if he retired? We wouldn't have, well, God would have given us revelation for somebody well, else. Yeah, but, but, still. but he was available. And, you know, how many times have you heard of some guy or gal, you know, I'm, I'm living for retirement, so I can go fishing or whatever. Or and anything. you know what? They're dead in a year. Yes. You know, because they've, they've lost their usefulness. Exactly. Really, and, and in God's economy, 
You know, I just look at it. Both of your stories just absolutely knock me against the wall Mm -hmm. because it's a tribute to what God does when we're available. And we say we believe that the old is gone, the new has come, and that you're going to do some magnificent things through our weaknesses. Oh, yes. And he continues to put us in touch with one another. Last such as Marguerite Deem sitting here uh, with a woman's facility of women, Angels of Hope. Angels of Hope. Marguerite, we're so glad that you came along with Gardal and Alonzo tonight, even though Gardal did not know Alonzo was going to be there. Alonzo knew you were going to be here, though. Marguerite, thank, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And you are with Angels of Hope. Yes. And you have hope to give. Yes. You do. Now, tell us a little bit about Angels of Hope and how that came to be. Angels of Hope is um, a room and board. It's independent living. And I start out co-ed. And I wanted to open up a woman's facility, so I purchased a home on Orangeburg and opened it up for females. And it was a very exciting time for me because I chose to put that, you know, have the house, purchase the house for others instead of myself. Mm. And just decorating and the support of Gardo and None Forgotten, my sister. Um, that has passed on, and other people helped me put this house together, and it's so warm and so loving. And the people appreciate it. They take care of it. So that's my joy right there. There's that partnering together, yes. isn't it? Exactly. Yes, exactly, for the betterment of our Yes, that's what it takes. I met bro- uh, Brother Gardo through my sister, and I was um, in dire need of a male's help because I was running a business by myself and I had a problem with one of the gentlemen that was in my home and called Gardo. Without knowing me, he came over, talked to the gentleman, and my life was better after the fact. Well, you know what? I, I would say that if you called Gardal on me and he came to visit me, uh, I have no doubt I'd straighten out right away. Right now, you got I just put the word of the Lord on him. That's all. Well, that's all it took. He goes before me. He speaks the truth in love. I tell you what, um, he no longer disrespect me or talked mm-hmm. under my dress. It was uh, Miss or Ma'am. Or to Gardo, it was mm. sir. Mm. And the turnaround that I seen in this gentleman's, you know, um, personality was unbelievable. And so I was um, very happy. So now I call him my protector. Mm. Mm. You know, Sometimes we just have to show him a better perspective, another way, you know, in, 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 in godly love. People yeah. learn by important. our examples, don't they? Yes, it because is. people are watching. They watch us more than they listen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. You know, and, uh, and don't our actions mean a lot more than our words? Yes. Our actions speak yes. louder than words. That's what they do. Yes. Yeah. I, people uh, ask me, you know, what, what do you want to do in your ministry, whatever it is? And I tell them, I want to be a light. You, know? yes. you can't hear a light. Mm. Okay? You see it. But you yeah. can see it. You see it. I don't want to be talking about it. I want to be doing it. You know, it's that uh, that old adage, you know, preach the gospel and, uh, if yeah. necessary, use yes. words. Yes. Yes. That's right. Amen. Marguerite, right. tell us a little bit about uh, the, the folks that you serve and uh, how, how they come to you. A lot of my um, family members, I'm going to call them my family members, they're my extended family, um, came from Turning Point or Telecare. Some came from the Mission Gospel. Some were um, referrals from other agencies, um, people that was in the same business. And one in particular, I did a show on the 11th hour. 
Yes. Pastor Mike knows that show very well. Yes. Yeah, yes. We see around there a few times. Uh-huh. I was so nervous. <laughs> Not as nervous as I am now, but <laughs> <laughs> a lady called me and said, my sister saw you on TV about 3 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And you were God sent. And mm. could you help my daughter? Mm. And I well. said, yes, I can. So she brought her daughter over and we talked. And she said, well, she can't move in till the first of the month because all her funds are gone. So I'll bring her in. You know, we'll take her for two weeks. It's okay. And she's been with us for about three or four months. Mm. I have a gentleman, Mike, that started with me when I opened the business. And he's been with me it'll be four years in April. Yes. So he has not wandered away from me yet. And the young man goes to school every single day. He gets up every morning to learn something. To so learn you're seeing something. a change. I'm seeing a change. He used to be shy, not really speak. Now he's open and talkative and laughing. And I have more. Um, I have a young lady, Liz, where she weighs about maybe 400 pounds, and people was um, making fun of her. Mm. They didn't want to feed her. And a lady called me and asked me would I take her in because she was being abused by the people in the house Mm. because of her weight. So I took um, Liz in, and Liz has been with me for about two years now. A slimmer, more self-assertive, <laughs> vocal Liz. Yes, better, a better, a healthy self-esteem. Oh, yes. Yes. She started wearing makeup. She's, um, her clothing has changed. Um, we talk about hygiene all the time because a woman should always, not just a woman, but always smell good. Always. You know? So she took pride in putting her makeup on now and her attire has changed. Mm. I have a lady named Kat that um going through recovery. Mm-hmm. She's been on heroin for about thirty one years. Mm-hmm. And she is a blessing to me. I oh. mean she's my handy woman, she's my gardener. She's my cook. She did a 360, didn't she? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. She said, girl, you can't beat me off with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh, you know. But she's still struggling, but she's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Awesome. You can't look at people's circumstances, and I have learned that. It doesn't matter where you've been or where you can't came from, but you can't always look at people's circumstances and think that they're a bad person. Christ died for them, didn't he? Yes, he did. We're talking about reaching the hard to reach tonight and God's amazing grace and all that. We've got more right after this. Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, Thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. 
Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involved serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. AVC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and AVC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. You know, some of us can do donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you. Wasn't that precious? Thank you. I remember when we made that. A little girl walks up to Pastor Mike. She wanted to say something. Well, what was you it? You know, this, this was an interesting thing, and, and we get a lot of this. And I know, uh, Guard, all that, that you've seen a lot of this as well. Folks are coming out of homelessness yes. and, and getting back on their feet. Yes. A lot of them want to work. They just need the opportunity. And, and uh, you know, and, and we, we get a lot of these folks who are uh, able now to get into an apartment or whatever. And this yeah. is one of those families who were coming out of homelessness. Uh, they had, I think, three or four kids, and and um, they needed furniture. And Bad so we, uh, I happened to meet the guy that was delivering, uh, he delivered a refrigerator, I think, and a bed and a uh -huh. sofa. Uh -huh. And uh, so when we were delivering this, and this, all the other kids came up to me and, and said hi. But this one little precious girl, she, you know, hid behind mom. 
you know, kind of peering out at me. Uh, he said, well, there's a strange-looking guy. I'm saying, well, you know, and so wisely, you know, stayed away. And But anyway, so I figure, well, you know, it's... That's okay. And so at the end, we're, we're doing a video, and we requested their permission just uh-huh. to show this dynamic happening. So I'm ready to walk away, and her mom comes up to me and says, she, she wants to say something. I said, well, I've been here an hour. She <laughs> hasn't even looked at me. You know? and so I said, do you want to say something? And she nods her head. So anyway, we roll the camera, and she looks up with these beautiful eyes and this wonderful smile and just says, Thank you. That you know, I'm just, I just went, oh, oh, man. Oh, melt. oh you that do. That was worth the whole hour. That you was know, worth and, the whole and, hour. And, right and, there. and, and, and yeah. God just brings things like that together. And, and in his plan and in his economy, uh, it all works together for good. And we are so glad to have you guys here with us tonight, reaching the heart to reach. And just uh, the wonderful ways that God's amazing grace has touched down in your life. Gardel, I think of none forgotten sober living. Bring us up to date on what's going on and and how how you've expanded my goodness every time i talk to you it's like yeah you know it's god is doing something new and different for us now that's going on um we've become specifically uh, just uh room and board we're room and board um and with that uh we lost a lot of our clients that needed board and care a lot of our uh people that are out there and in these in our facilities um not only need room and board but they need Board and care, and the care is where you're making sure these individuals are getting their medications, uh-huh. that the medications are stored in a safe place, that they have keys to get in and out of their facilities, different things like that, and they're on a higher level of care, and we had to really come to the understanding of our uh, our abilities to be able to handle this and limitations and limitations, and our limitations were that uh, the housing of of drugs and narcotics and uh, administering them was not what we wanted to be doing. And we stepped back from that um, when the Lord did it because what happened was state came through and, re- and, and removed the ones that needed a higher level of care. They patted us on the back and told us you were doing a fantastic job, but you need higher licensing. And also, these people need a higher level of care. Because sometimes when they want to get sober and come clean, there are... Other extenuating circumstances and and situations that need to be, Besides their own mental health, many of our mental health people, especially the homeless, self-medicate with street drugs, methamphetamine, crack Mm -hmm. cocaine, Mm -hmm. uh, heroin, Uh, getting down there and getting that prescription filled and getting the money to pay for it also is is a a grueling uh, 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 experience for them. And on their way to the hospital or to the prescription place to get their drugs, there's the drug man, the dealer, Mm. Uh, a third of the price, and delivered to you right there, you know, right there on the street corner. And so they are waylaid, and these these things don't happen. So um, we, at this particular time, have more empty beds than we've ever had Mm. because due to the level of care that we had to uh, address ourselves and our concerns about. And so we went straight with room and board because we believe with that and the, uh, the spiritual of God and letting them know that through God all things are possible. I know that you mentor uh, Gardal and you disciple the men who come to your home, and you're still very active at the packed meetings. Very much so, yes. very much so. That is one of the most valuable things yeah. that uh, I like that we are all involved in also are the PAC meetings as well, police and corrections team. Yes. You yeah. know, and, and Gardel, I think that particular uh, meeting, yeah. 
Yes. You know, we, we talk and we, we read and then we try to live out the body of Christ dynamic, and we don't always do that real well. Exactly. You know, but we're, we're trying <laughs> the right. best we can. Right. But there is a great opportunity where the faith-based community can partner with government, you know, with DMV, with exactly. social media. We have, the oppor- we have a great opportunity there as believers to partner with the government and with other organizations that are secular to really reach out. And we are reaching out in the name of Christ because exactly. some of those other organizations don't know it yet. Exactly. Right? And our potential is unlimited. It is. Mm-hmm. It's unlimited if we can ever just, And that's, that's going to happen. That's what we strive to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, I'm sure that the Lord is going to fill those beds of room and board because that's what is needed here, basically. We will still go the extra mile to make sure that uh, our clients are being well taken care of on the level that they're accustomed to, but we will utilize other agencies mm-hmm. to assist them in that. Once again, partnering, mm-hmm. where you can't do it all. You need to partner. Yeah. You know, we, Elaine, we could not do what we do, that's right. you know, without Gardal. <laughs> you know, Amen. I mean, you know, God has just put folks in our lives yes. and... And it's all about relationships and developing trust with each other and, and saying, hey, we serve the same Lord and we're in the same ball game here. And uh, we, we can't do without you guys. You know, I mean, this is this is what it's all about. And reinventing the wheel. We don't want to duplicate right. because we can we can reference and refer uh, people to you and you to us. And that's the way it works. Networking with others is just what it's all about. And Alonzo, I'm sure that you're doing that because you're very active at the, yes. the parole and corrections team meetings as well, our packed meetings, yes. and making a difference in the community. How would you guys encourage our uh, uh, our, our brothers and sisters in the community to become involved, to stand up and care about what's going on in this community. Well, the number one thing that's starting out is that, as, my, as Lonzo said earlier, it starts from the crib. It starts at home. It starts at home. If it's not uh, instituted into our children from a, and their upbringing, bringing up, which is where we are falling short, uh, one parent, single parent homes, uh, uh, the drugs and infestation that is destroyed, which is Satan's desire, is to destroy the family unit. And we believe that if all of us, all of us, would take the responsibilities of our children first, right. I would say uh, if you haven't got God in their life, get him there. Anything is possible through Jesus Christ, Amen. our Lord and Savior. Amen Amen. Do you have any? Through man, it's impossible to accomplish anything you want to accomplish. That's right. That's right. Marguerite, do you have any special prayer requests that we might be praying for the angels of hope and and the work that you're doing in their lives? Well, I'd like to um, expand angels of hope and be able to reach more people. Um, When I did start Angels of Hope, I had no idea about mental health, even though my mother suffers with bipolar manic depression, and I've learned a lot and experienced some of it myself. I like to see more people get out and help the ones that do not have a roof over their head. And we will pray for you in that regard, indeed. Time has gotten away from us. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us, Alonzo Gardal, Marguerite, and listeners at home or wherever you are. Join us next week as our special guest will be Marty Lancer, the flying blind traffic minister. Yes, you got that right. (laughs) Have a great week, and until next time, may God continue to bless bless your lives. God bless you.